I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey Dave. Yeah Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You're about to hear what it takes to build not one, but two global beauty brands. I sit down with Nicholas Travis, founder of Allies of Skin and PSA Skin, to learn just how he's making his skincare lines thrive around the world. Hi everyone, and welcome to Founded Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who built some of the biggest brands today, and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success, and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable & Maine, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable & Maine has been an incredible journey so far, and so I've decided to launch this podcast as a founder, keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition, and so I'm using this platform as a way to hopefully help and inspire each other in what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you are an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, it's a delight to introduce you our guest for today, the inspiring Nicholas Travis. After struggling with acne-prone skin for a large part of his life, Nicholas Travis decided to take matters in his own hands. With a background in biomedical and pharmaceutical science, he was always fascinated with how the skin works as an organ. That curiosity led to him eventually launching two best-selling global skincare brands rooted in research and science, Allies of Skin and PSA Skin, collectively known as Allies Group. Nicholas, thank you so much for being on this podcast, and I just cannot wait to get into this story. Thank you so much for having me. It is a true honor to be here today. The honor is totally mine. And I think I want to ask, I ask every single guest this, um, but I would like a one or two sentence response, which I know is quite hard, but Mm. who is Nicholas in a nutshell? Well, Nicholas is somebody who is obsessed with uh, skincare and who loves tequila. And especially daytime drinking. I love that. I love that so much. That's probably the best answer I've had so far. So that's amazing. Um, so I know you. You know you, you're you've built two incredible brands, and we're going to get to that story of how you exactly did that. But I think I do want to know a bit about your upbringing and really, you know, start a bit earlier on with baby Nicholas and what led him to be on this skincare journey today. 
I had really, really bad acne as a teenager. And I remember the entire process really being very daunting and intimidating. And that was in the, when I was, you know, I'm 33 now. So when I was a teenager, that was in the early 2000, maybe 2000, 2001, 2002. Um, and I remember being, having not a lot of money and having zero skincare knowledge and trying to, you know, get rid of my, get rid of my teenage acne. And I found, I went to a store and I was so lost. And I remember going in and I remember just being, you know, made to feel worse about my condition by by the salespeople. So it's it's a bit of a kind of a the the traditional fear-based directive, right? So in order to sell something, they first make you feel worse about yourself so that you buy more, right? Which is just, you know, how the how the, the traditional model works. And obviously I, I tried whatever I could. I, I went to doctors, I was on antibiotics, I tried so many different things, but there was always something that was kind of lacking. And, you know, when I dug deeper, I looked at the things that I was using and why they weren't really working for me. It was then that I realized, hey, actually, there were certain ingredients um, that I personally couldn't couldn't use. Like, for example, drying alcohol, right? And I'm like, well, why is it in this toner that I'm supposed to use twice a day? Because I remember remember buying these products that were like regimens, right? So it's like step one, step two, step three, and they're like, use this uh, in the AM, use this in the PM, and I was like well, it kind of, I think it made my skin more red or kind of make my skin worse. And then when you go back and then you ask about it, they're like, no, it's part of the healing process. Keep, keep at it. Well, it's, it's really not because <laughs> inflammation, it's inflammation. It's really not healing. Right. So I had to, yeah. I really had to learn the hard way. And for me, the, the decision to, to really study science was really based off of my fascination with how the skin works as an organ. And I, I think a lot of times people look at skincare and, and we kind of dismiss it as, you know, a, a superficial, frivolous, whatever. But actually, you know, the skin is the largest organ we have. It's the first line of defense. And so it's also kind of um, the, the smartest organ because it's it's one of the few organs we have that's actually capable of regenerating itself. So you're pretty much have to just feed it the right nutrients and, and get out of its way and it will it will sort of sort itself out. It's self-correcting, which is why I, I, I'm so fascinated by it. So, you know, having my own skincare line has always sort of been the dream. And how it really started was I always knew I wanted to be in a skincare business. But I always thought I had to pay my dues. So for my uh, master's thesis, I wrote a business plan for a startup skincare line. Um, and I did, I spent months and months doing research. I figured out how product development work. I figured out kind of how supply chain work. But my, my master's thesis was kind of based upon the infusion of a million dollars, right? Because that was just a number I, I just threw in. And I, after graduation, I applied to every single beauty company that in every single country that I thought I could live in. None of them got back to me, but I needed to get a job. So um, I ended up at an ad agency because I had a bunch of offers and I and I did so, social media and PR. Um, mm -hmm. And for me, you know, I was doing really well, but I, I wasn't fulfilled. And it came a point in time when 
I was deciding what I should do next with my life. And I couldn't, I had this urge that I couldn't shake off. I had this voice that was just telling me to go revisit the, the business plan. And as I mentioned, it was based upon the infusion of a million dollars. And I very quickly knew I was never going to make a million dollars working at Ogilvy. So I was like, okay, what do we do? What do we do then? So I looked at my plan and, and then I realized, I actually realized that I had enough um, savings to launch one product. And my mm. siblings gave me a loan. Um, my sister gave me a small loan. My brother gave me a small loan, which is how I could have three products. And so I spent about two and a half years doing research and development. And in the spring of 2016, I launched Allies of Skin with three products. And that's really how it started. Right. I started it off I remember those days very very vividly because I was working out of my apartment I did everything from like social media to photography to production to copywriting to even fulfillment because I would pack everything I'll write I'll handwrite every thank you card I'll even deliver because we had this promise yeah. I kind of wanted this um, same day, 24 hour delivery thing. And in Singapore, it's easy to do that because it's a, it's a really small country. So yeah. when people, I got so excited every time I had this notification on my Shopify app and I'm like, oh, and an order came in and <laughs> I, I would pack it. Yeah, I sale. Yeah, and I'll pack it. And I remember, oh, it's a sun, it's a Saturday or a Sunday. I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to deliver it today. I'm going to deliver it in like two hours. And that's what I did. And people were like really, really shocked. So, but I had nothing to do. So I, I just did everything. So that was that was the early days, and that's that's really kind of how it started. Um, and the journey has been has been really crazy because we've been around kind of like five years, um, and now yeah. we are two brands strong, and we have about twenty plus products. It's amazing. I mean, honestly, the story is I had goosebumps. It was just so. Um, I would say also quite familiar with my story in a way mm. of, you know, you've always wanted to build a brand, but then how to start and then going backwards and forwards with your business plan and then actually starting with a one or two products. But I love that you got fun well, loans with your family. So I guess would your, you know, your siblings say that was their best investment they've done to date because <laughs> look at today. Well, where it's done. yeah. Well, the thing is I, I did ask them if, if they wanted me to pay back or they wanted equity. <laughs> they were like, oh, no. No, it doesn't, not in the company. But yeah. Yeah. yeah of you. course. They're very proud. They're all really, 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 really proud. Um, yeah. But yeah. They, they they opted they opted to get the cash back. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe you know, who knows? Maybe that was a mistake because look where Eliza's skin well, could be. They should have. Well, well, yeah, yeah, but it was their choice. So it was their choice, exactly. Um, but I, I I think what was also quite interesting about your story is you went to business school. Was it in France? Um, yeah, I was in France. Yes. In, so what was that like, like from Singapore to France? Like, did you find your skincare knowledge and, you know, industry expertise got broadened by seeing different kind of cultures and different types of kind of ways of business? Or yeah, what was it like? You know, it, interestingly, when whenever, even in college, right, uh, pre-graduate school, I was, I kind of became the, the de facto skin guy. So anyone, mm -hmm. I mean, it's usually, it's usually the, 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 the female students, they were like, oh, what do you do for your skin? Can you please help me? And I would be creating like regimens for my classmates. And then it, 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 the same thing happened in business school. And I would be like, okay, so what is your budget? I was like, okay, 
um, what are your skincare goals? And a lot of it's, it's usually centered around like hormonal breakouts. It's usually centered around mm. just like, you know, spots that were left um, after breakouts. So I would be already creating that regimen. So I actually learned a lot. I actually, <laughs> I actually just started looking at ingredients. I actually started trying to, you know, because they were asking me, okay, so why is this brand better than the other brand? And I'm like, that's a really yeah. good question. <laughs> Let me dig deeper and figure out, out, yeah, why is this $70 and why is this this, you know, $45, right? Is it the same thing? And then I just, then I, it was then that I realized actually there was so little transparency in the beauty industry because if you, if you take a look at it and, and, and now obviously in, you know, in 2021, has gotten a lot better, but, but in 2000, say 2010 or 2012, you'd be hot pressed to find, you know, a brand that when you pick up something, you're like, what is the percentage of assets in this? You know, what is the pH value of this? And, and all that kind of stuff, like how many antioxidants are there in this, right? So you could do a, a apples for apples comparison. So it wasn't like that those days. So I had a lot of experience. Yeah. From creating re regimens for my classmates. I learned a lot. So how, how was that journey from having that acne, you know, prone skin and to then today, I mean, I, got, I wish you guys could see, but when I see you in video right now, your skin is flawless. I, I mean, but honestly, flawless, it's complete skin goals. How did you get to that? Obviously using your products now, mm -hmm. but before mm -hmm. your brand was launched, um, did you, was That's, a lot of research and a lot of trial yeah, and error? Yeah, so it, it was, it was so much trial and error. Um, it was also figuring out, um, whatever I could get at, at, at the dermatologist. So it's figuring out, okay, what worked for me and what didn't work for me and and also figuring out how much i could push my skin so i i've really been through kind of been through everything i i remember once i was in um i was in korea and you know back then everybody's like okay go to korea go to the dermatologist it can like make you look like you know make, make your skin look like glass and i'm like okay great you know i was there on a trip it was like a research trip and i just thought okay great let me go find a, a great dermatologist so i went to one highly highly rated and i told him i, I said i don't like my pores i've got some scars blah 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 he's like okay I have this laser, but there is downtime. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. I, I could totally do, I could totally do downtime. But it was the most abrasive laser that I've ever had because it literally, it was the most painful thing ever, ever, right? They had to stop a few times. They basically burned off um, the layers of, of your skin. And he says, you burn it off and you have to come back like every few days because they would change the bandage because it was all bloody. And so the idea is, you know, it was like one of those like really strong, heavy CO2 lasers. So the idea is once you burn off the old skin, the new skin forms back and it's like spotless, right? Except, yeah. however, for me, I had like hyperpigmentation. I had all these excess information. I had burn. I had burn marks. So I didn't look like glass. So that was a oh, huge man. lesson um, for me because... What I've learned is just because something works for someone or a brand you follow on social media or works for a celebrity doesn't mean it's really going to work for you, which is also part of what, you know, we really try to do at Allies Group is, you know, for, for both our brands, we really talk about the ingredients. We, we take a lot of time talking about the ingredients and the percentages and, and, and the pH because just because, for example, you can use 10% um, niacinamide. 
doesn't mean your friend can 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 have that, even though it's a clinically mm-hmm. proven active. You know, maybe all your friend can do is a it's, it's a five percent, and that's okay. That's absolutely okay. But I think you know what we try to do is really try to educate as much as possible and really focus on ingredients so that even if you don't buy our products, you know exactly what to look out for the next time you're in a, at a Sephora or Boots. Because it's all about the ingredients, really. It's all about the ingredients and the percentages. Exactly. And that transparency, as you said before, to the client and the end customer, because a lot of brands don't do that. And I think that's why you hear these horror stories of, I had breakouts, I have this. So we are also unique. Our skin is our own DNA, our own you know, it's our own organ that's unique to everyone. So you have to treat it like very, you know, very personal and not a one box fits all kind of approach. That's the that's the reason why the the beauty industry, be it skincare or hair care, is worth hundreds of billions of dollars. There's no one size fits all thing. It's so personal, like self-care is so personal. So just just take your time to figure out what works for you. And, and buy what you need. That's it. Wise words, especially buy what you need and, and don't overbuy as well, because we have this tendency with products to just keep on trying, keep on trying. If something works for you, you know, that's great. You know, stick to that. And yes. I think that can be the problem. We get this fatigue of we need to keep on trying and keep on trying new things. But less is more sometimes. Just find the thing that works well for you. Yeah. And I and I also think that, you know, I mean, and, and you know this, Akash, I mean, it's part of our, it's the nature of our industry. If we want to grow our revenue, we have to come up with newness, right? So I think exactly. I, I think what, what we try to do is, even though we're part of the problem, we try to make sure that whatever we, we release is purposeful. Um, it serves a, a real particular purpose or need in, in the marketplace versus just adding to that noise. Exactly. And I feel when here seeing all your products, you guys are really doing that. There are brands that I feel do it purely for, for newness and, and revenue, but you guys do it for, of course there's newness and revenue needed, but you do it for a purpose and for, for the, the demand of, I'm sure your, your customers are, are the ones asking for these kind of products. Yeah, for sure. We do a lot of listening. We, we, we're the first to admit that we've, we felt something. So we're always reformulating. We're always making things better. Yeah. Oh, Always. I know the journey and it's just, that's part of it. And sometimes you, ha- and people don't understand. Sometimes you have to reformulate because sometimes your components or your, your, your roars or your are not available anymore, especially with the pandemic. You know, sometimes it can go from yeah. three month lead time to six month lead time and yeah, you have to like yeah. amend and change. It's out of our control. Absolutely. And, and the more people use it, I mean, it's, it's really great when you, when you get a lab sample and you think, okay, team, try this out. Right. And everybody's like, oh my God, this is the best thing I've used, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, okay, great. Then let's let's expand it, and then you 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 know you start launching it, and a few hundred people try it, they love it. But then you go from the hundreds to the thousands to the tens of thousands, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, is it peeling? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. Is, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I have that issue all the time, and sometimes I I, I have to. You have to find the balance because, you know, if you take every single feedback to heart, then you will never launch a product because not everyone will love it. And that's a fact. No, like some people no. have this effect and some other effects. So. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I, I think for us, um, what's super important um, and kind of really what what drives us is just value creation. I think I don't yeah. I don't take the fact that people spend 
their hard-earned money on, on, on my products lightly at all. So I really just want to deliver the best. So if I feel like, okay, I this mean. formulation is the best that I can do. And, and you know the, the, the lead times, right? So you confirm a yes. formula, you go to stability, you go con- compatibility testing, blah, blah, blah. Before you know it, it's like a year, a year and a half before you actually launch it. And then you're like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> this is new active out there that's actually clinically proven that's actually really, really good. So maybe we should like supercharge it. And Change then you it. try to add it again. And then another year and a half before you have that new version so your work is never really done that never done and i think that's i completely get it and i think many people who are even creating a brand are facing it it's a it's a never lasting problem but it's a great you know it keeps us on our toes and it's exciting for sure but for sure i do want to get into allies of skin first before we get into psa mm-hmm. skin because i know the story of why psa skin came around is really compelling and important but mm-hmm. why allies of skin as a name first that's a really great question. You know, the um, the name the name came to me one day when I was brushing my teeth and I've always been very I've always loved the word allies and I think that one cannot get through life without having people who have your backs, right? And I think that the word allies is it's it's so powerful. It's it's a it's it's a little word that means so much. And I I thought about all my experiences that I had growing up with you know not no money and no skincare experience and in tr- trying to shop and having you know all these empty promises. And I just thought what I really aspire to do is create a range of products that would just do whatever it says. Like, I want us to be promise keepers, right? If I tell you this is going to reduce your breakouts, then yes, it's going to reduce your breakouts. If I tell you this is going to brighten your skin, then yes, for sure. I want you to, you know, be super sure that it's going to brighten your skin. And that's really what I want. And so it really just came. I think it, it, for us, it's kind of, um, if we think about long-term and, and, and who we aspire to be when we grow up, what we really want to do is, especially, you know, one of the reasons why we launched PSA, something a more accessible price point is we, we, we're going to democratize efficacy. And that is, that is something that I feel like with Allies of Skin, it's going to be something that I know it's sold at places like Harrods or, or Space and K, and it's $120 for a moisturizer. And it is as concentrated as I possibly could 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 pack it. But I also understand yeah. that $120 is not something that everybody can afford for a face cream. So yeah, so but I still wanted to create something um, that people could trust. And trust person first and foremost is super important for us. I, I love when you said allies are, you know, people have your back. Well, I think for allies of skin, it's products that have your skin you know it, it's really like that kind of yeah that same feeling of you, you they've got you you know these products are here for you and and for your journey and your skincare but um i love especially the fact that people can be saying oh but why did you create two skincare brands like are they competitors to each other or you know but actually you you know you saw in the market that yes the products are because of because of the actives and because of the expensive mm. raw materials mm, mm. they're priced at a certain point but it's probably for you heartbreaking to see there's a subsection of people that were priced out so instead of just continuing your journey you've done a step that not many brand founders have done and said all right i'll create another brand for you guys you know for, for a bit more accessibility and that's what psa yeah. skin does right Yes. Um, so I'll, I'll touch on that in a, little, uh, in a little bit, but, but I also wanted to just say that, you know, what I really felt that was kind of missing when I was growing up with really bad skin was the fact that I didn't really have a kind of sort of a safe space in which I could ask a lot of questions, right? I mean, if you look at, 
you know, early 2000, there was no social media, there was no Instagram, there was there was nothing. So where am I going to find out what niacinamide does for my skin or what BHA would do for my pores, right? I I, I really didn't, didn't didn't really know where to begin. And I think with with what we have right now, with the technology we have right now, I really, really wanted to just create a safe space where people could find out about ingredients, find out about, you know, pH values, geek out about, you know, certain actives, and, and also just hold the space so that people can just, you know, find out what works for them. And, and, and again, yeah. coming back to this whole idea of, of being allies, it, you, you don't have to buy our products. Just come to our page, learn as much as you can, go buy whatever fits your budget. I think if, if, if we could serve you in that way, it's all about servitude for us. If we could serve you in that way, you know, our job is pretty much done. And, you know, coming back to your, to your, PA, your PSA question, it was about the inspiration behind it was, you know, happened about two and a half years ago when Sephora launched us in every single store across ASEAN. So I was in countries like Malaysia and Thailand training the sales team. And I quickly realized that the cost of one Allies of Skin product, which is about $120 for a moisturizer US, is equivalent to about a third or a quarter of the monthly take-home salary of a Sephora salesperson in those countries. And every single one, of, and as much as they had free products during the training sessions, every single one of the salespeople, and it was about 65 of them, they came up to me and they said, I love your products. I saw incredible results really quickly, but I would never be able to afford it or afford to repurchase it. And that not only broke my heart because I'm, you know, I'm fortunate enough to to know what my divine assignment is, and that's to help people feel great in their own skin. So that's that's drives that's what drives me, right? But then I also saw this white space. I saw this white space for a range of products that was not only efficacious, but also transparent, but also maybe you don't need to sell your kidney. Right, like maybe you can like really, really afford it, and no matter what stage of your life it is. So we made it, which is how you know the name PSA came about. PSA is a play on public service announcement, um, but for us it means purposeful skincare by allies. Because if you kind of look at the 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 industry and you look at the twenty to the thirty five dollars sweet spot range, right? You kind of have two things that are happening. You have brands that are really great with the branding and the packaging and everything looks like super cute. But when you start using it, it it does really nothing for you and it smells like bubblegum. Then you have another segment of, you know, really scientific brands who are like focused on maxing out one or two hero ingredients. But it's so complicated to put together a routine and you might have to buy more than one product, right? So you might have to buy two or three things and then you might have to mix it yourself. And then it's also very generic looking. So you don't really want to take a photo of it. So I kind of felt like there was a sp so much space for a range of products that was not only really effective, but also really friendly from a wallet uh, price point perspective, but also really grammable. So why can't you have, yeah. why can't you have all that? So that's really how PSA started. And if you take a look at the PSA packaging, for example, um, we have the steps listed on the front. Um, so it's part of our creative vernacular. So step one is a cleanser. Step two is a toner. Step three is a serum. Step four is an oil. Because again, you know, I took a lot of the pain points I, I felt or experienced as a teenager with, with no money and no skincare knowledge, and I was lost. And I think that fast forward to 2021, where we have TikTok and YouTube and Instagram, and if you are a 16-year-old trying to you know fix your first breakout, or you're a 27-year-old wanting to try your first retinol, 
and you don't even know where to begin, how would you know that a toner needs to be for a serum? How do you know an oil is supposed to be last? And how would you know how often you need to use it? So we really took all of that so that when you see our products on a Sephora shelf, for example, you know exactly what step you need to buy. And because of that, you just buy what you need. You don't need to buy everything from us. If you want a best-in-class cleanser, you just buy step one. If all you're looking for is a hyaluronic serum, you buy step three. That's... Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the Beauty Podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Chiro Costa 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply how we designed it and i think it's it's so great for anyone listening who even like myself who doesn't know you know i don't know everything about skincare and especially certain actives i'm learning every day um so i think going to allyssaskin.com is it allyssaskin.com yeah allyssaskin.com and psaskin.com and psaskin.com just to even educate yourselves on what are these ingredients for and these steps i think is a great starting point in your skincare journey if you're curious to try. So I love that you've done that because you've really solved something that a lot of people are looking for um, or are scared to even you know, start because they have no idea where, what it is and what it does for your skin. So um, one thing also going to the fact of, you know, Grammable and the whole new digital age today, uh, clearly the pandemic has been quite a, very tough, but I mean, a sad time for many, as well as a very interesting mm. time for businesses. How has it affected the business landscape for um, Allies Group? I am so incredibly fortunate that it's um, really helped our business. I think, you know, with the pandemic, with people staying home, 
they're actually having more time to take care of their skin, um, especially with all the Zoom calls and stuff like that. So they're, it, it's been really great for business. And I think um, we, we grew really, really quickly. So last um, September, before I moved to Berlin to set up our European office, we were about five employees. And by the end of December, we were at 30. So there was nothing to do but kind of like work and grow. And we're yeah. we're 40, we're 40 now, and we're we're still we're still growing, we're still we're still hiring. Um so I've been we've been incredibly fortunate, but then also we've been besieged with so many delays with our supply chain and you know you know the long lead times when it comes to production, right? So like, yeah. for example, last year's Black Friday sale was about 900% more than 2019. And so our website crashed five times and we had this oh. typically typical startup issues. We had um, a big bug in our inventory system. So it didn't sync with our Magento website on the back end. So we ended up mm. selling more products than we actually had. So we had like 8,000 backlog orders and my team oh, spent... No. Three months, the first three months of 2021, just apologizing every single day for like oh. the delays. And it's been, yeah, it's it's just been, it's been really challenging, but it also goes to show how incredibly kind and empathetic people have been. I, I, I think yeah. the, 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 the great thing that people, what we've learned is the fact that, you know, our, our customers, I, I always say that we, we have such incredible customers. They call themselves allies and they really stick with us. I mean, I think the one thing that, that gets them really frustrated is that when they run out of allies products and they're like, <laughs> what am I supposed to use now? What brand am I supposed to use now? Cause you know, my serum's not coming back in two months. So what am I supposed to do now? So it's, that, that's the challenging part, but they always come back and they always appreciate the fact that, you know, what we try to do is as a startup, you have to fail, right? You have to fail fast and recover even faster. You know, fail small, fail fast, recover super fast, right? And that's what we try to do. So I've been incredibly grateful that that all of customers have been so supportive of the way that we've recovered. Um, because we wouldn't we wouldn't be here without them. That's I love that. And I love the allies have that's their little like how celebrities have like nicknames for their for their audience. I love how brands can have also <laughs> nicknames for their audience, like the customers. I love the allies. Yeah. Um, I have two yeah. questions based on kind of two points that you said personally I want I'm curious so for me as failures I, I actually now have kind of rewired my brain to look forward to them because there are opportunities to grow and learn and um, you know I think in business we need these opportunities mm -hmm. to stay grounded but also to stay motivated um, mm -hmm. when you use them well so how do you approach failures today because they're going to come as you grow more and more are coming right we can't stop them I Welcome them. Um, so here's the thing about startup life. Everything that you're doing for the first time, and this is my first startup, this is my first foray into the beauty space. I have to learn from the, I have to learn, right? So, so this means when I started, I had zero connections. I didn't know how to talk to a beauty buyer. I, I didn't even know how to sell products. I really didn't know manufacturing or, or supply chain. I just figured it out as I went along, right? I didn't even know how a press kit was supposed to look like, but I just, I, I just did it. I, I, I really just figured it out. So, so what I, what I truly believe is, when you're starting out, everything has to happen once, right? And whatever, so if you fall flat on your face, you get yourself up and you recover. And the thing is to, to just never give up. But I also truly believe that when it comes to 
just startup life in general, I think it's really important to not compare your beginning to somebody else's middle or end. Because it's always, you know, I mean, you read you read articles right now and you go like, oh my God, so-and-so raised $50 million Series A or $20 million Series A. And you're like, oh, why is it taking me so hard to raise $1 million? You know, just because somebody is raising $50 million doesn't mean it's the right path for you. And I, and I, think, okay. and I think just because somebody did it in like six years doesn't mean that that's your journey as well and it, and i th- i think the idea of comparison like don't don't compare i think then then you have a yeah well like like, like you life. say with your with your own skin right you don't 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 compare your skin to other skin and the products mm-hmm. you use same with your business uh, everyone is um doing their own path and there's always different ways but whatever you choose is and is going to end up being the right path for you because it's what you go with and it's your own guts and i think when it comes to funding which i do want to talk about i think there is a whole kind of dilemma for for founders today because it's that point of when do you do it you know when do you inject that cash in to dilute your skin yeah. in the game as well no pun yeah. intended yeah. so yeah. for you um with allies of you know allies group do you see yourself kind of staying still not small you know smallish and mighty or do you end up expanding that's a really great question because it really feels like i've been fundraising the last like i don't know 14 years because <laughs> i feel like yeah. i do it every i feel like i do it every three days right just to keep up the uh, the, 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 the demand, uh, demand. Yeah. but but w- how we really did it so in the first year it was based off i i Put everything on, on my credit cards right i just did whatever i could i, I bootstrapped it. it was only after the first year when we you know started really expanding like retail that i realized i needed money but then it but then i just raised like two hundred thousand dollars so i raised whatever yeah. i i raised whatever i needed in the very beginning and right now we're in the process of you know uh, well we're in what 30 countries with with huge retailers like like boots and you know um get, Liberty and you know Galleries Lafayette yeah. and and all and ASOS and and all that right and with going like for example in all Sephora stores you need a lot of sampling it's 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 another oh, a piece lot. By itself, big investment right? yeah absolutely yeah. so so I can max out my credit card anymore right so we still have to start thinking about how are we gonna how are we gonna grow but grow kind of like sustainably and my approach from the very beginning was to be really purposeful with who I brought on to my um on my cap table so for example we have assembled a bunch of really great um really helpful people and by by that i mean we've got an investor who owns one of the largest um i think the number 2 packaging company in china and then we have one who uh took a couple of beauty brands who ipo a couple of beauty brands then we have one who manages a 2 billion dollar hedge fund and then we have uh people who have their own debt facility so we've got i we call them sort of our kitchen cabinet in which we can you know have access to their expertise so we've been very purposeful with who we bring on because at the end of the day what i've learned is like money is money is money money has to also be has to add value to you right because anybody can give you money right so you actually the best thing the best situation to be in is to not only have money but also to have knowledge and expertise so that's that's meaningful money Exactly. Exactly. And that's um, how we 
how we filled it right now. And that's, it's been kind of an instinctual thing, really. But I, I also do know that we're at a point right now where we have to raise an institutional realm because of all the crazy in, and very exciting growth that we have. Yeah. So it's now deciding who you who you marry, right? Which is the exactly the, 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 the step scary forward. part. And you you don't have the time, I guess. You know, as you're focusing on building the team and the brand, it's hard to keep on doing these smaller yeah. and well more tactical funding. It's better to get at some point a bigger player um, that you can rely on for a longer time. Sometimes as well. Yeah, because it's a full time job, and it and it's just yeah. so draining. It's really, really draining um, to ask people yeah, for exactly. money. So you're either yeah. like... And, and also oh. the amount of presentations of selling, telling your brand. It's like, okay, let me tell my brand again. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then because I remember when we first started, it's like you, you'll be talking to all these men in their 60s. It's usually quite, there's yeah. quite men in their 60s who've never even moisturized yeah. their face. And they're like, oh... Uh, <laughs> Uh, why hasn't L'Oreal come up with this? Or why hasn't Estee Lauder come up with this? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm just trying to tell you that my well, Usually it's because those companies are filled with those type of people. So there's a reason why. Not yeah, to be rude, so, but you know. It's so, that, so then you're in this, you're in all these meetings and you're just like, okay, dance for me. And then you dance for them for two hours. And they're like, oh, yeah. by the way, maybe you should come talk to us when you're like 20 million in revenue. You, okay and i'm like they always okay. say that yeah mm-hmm. yeah they all say that right and i'm like they always say that okay then why did you email me <laughs> why did you ask for this meeting and then they'll they'll, they'll anyway. check in every three months to say how's it going how's it going and yeah like, and, and i'm, I'm like, still not what? 20 million that you want right now but i'm good yeah i'm not yeah. i could if i could lay a golden egg i would but no yeah it's not how it works i can't have a baby in three months i i love that but as uh, you know one thing i do want to just people might be curious is you've made those amazing connections with those meaningful kind of funding and fundraising was it um, you knocking on their door? Was it one person introduced you to many? Like, how do people go around that? Yeah, you know, that, that that's a really interesting question. All I can say is, for, for the lack of a better answer, it's probably the universe. It's really the universe. I was just, yeah. I, I just, I really just manifested for help and it just came. So the, 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 the first few investors were very much centered around, like I met at um, like a beauty trade show. So I met at a, at a beauty trade show and then he then brought his friend who owned the packaging company. And then, mm. and then we also have, um, the wife of, um, the guy who runs the hedge fund. He, she, they love our products. So the wife was like, Hey, I love allies. I want to talk to you. We're also beauty investors. So then, then Amazing. that's really, that's really how it picked up. So people started hearing about us. And I think that the, they, they started, you know, really enjoying the products first because then it's a lot, then it's a lot easier to kind of sell them on, on, on what the vision is because they actually, you know, have bought the products with their own money, have really seen our efficacy yeah. with their own eyes. So yeah, they've really just, just just come so we've been very incredibly I, I fortunate I, I think for a lot of people who want to like kind of know how to get these contacts it's that the first kind of easiest ways in which is in your control is create good products number one that people yeah. will want to talk about and tell people about kind of have you know 
good distribution in a way where it's accessible for people to try it. But yeah. third is I think also getting a good PR, you know, agency and story, because it's usually those articles that are out there that these investors and people are searching for on the internet. And half of the ones that come to me, these big corporations and PEs and VCs are like, mm -hmm. I saw you on a Forbes article. I saw you mm -hmm. on these articles. So sometimes yeah. those articles are more than just selling, you know, product. It's actually about potentially positioning it for other things greater than that. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you if you if you think about it, you know what does an investor want? Investor wants returns, right? And yeah. you might have great products, but if you don't have a great brand, then there's no longevity, right? That's so true. Um, so you know, before we're going to go into some kind of fire round questions and stuff, I do want to just touch a bit about Nicholas as a as an individual outside the mm. brand. Um, just would love to know, like, what keeps you grounded and motivated, and like, do you have like a daily routine that leads you to your success? You know, I am so incredibly fortunate to 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 do what I love. Um, I don't have a lot of skills, so making face masks is pretty much it. I can make. Really great margaritas and face masks. <laughs> those are like, yeah. uh, those are like my two. Those are like my two life skills, right? So, so having allies group is based is literally the only thing I want to do in my life. So I'm I'm so grateful at every day for it. And like, and I and I really believe that you can have everything in life, but just not all at once. And so I think yeah. the thing that that keeps me going is the fact that when I go on social media or, 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 or the DMs or for example, and I, and I actually hear about how our products have actually helped people um, wear less makeup, feel so much better about themselves, given them enough confidence, or, you know, someone wrote the other day about how her husband commented on her skin for the very first time. And, and that gave me so much joy. And then that really filled my cup. And that's the kind of things that really keep me going. Because I, I always like to say that I like to think that at Allies Group, we are in the business of spreading joy. So if we can help just one person feel better about themselves, or if we can help um, just one person feel joy in their own skin, then I think, you know, we're pretty much, yeah, we've, we've been successful. So that is what keeps me going. But in terms of my, my daily routine, um, I do a, a morning meditation that that's something that's um, really, really important for me. And then I'm also just like a really, really big fan of like unwinding with a bath. Um, I always started this when I moved to Berlin because it was cold and it was full lockdown and there was really nothing to do. So I was just like, okay, let me take a bath. And then I realized, oh, actually it is quite relaxing um, to mm -hmm. actually, to actually take a bath in the middle of winter. And you could do a lot. You can listen to a podcast, you can, you can meditate, you can do a lot mm. of things. So actually going on that, because, you know, Singapore to Berlin to build the Europe headquarters and, and kind of business, how is the US side of the business? And was, is there plans to move to US maybe yeah, next? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. So the US is our, actually our number one market. Um, and we do have plans uh, definitely to grow the US team. H however, what happened was we just made a strategic decision based off of how much money we raised. Um, so we raised a, a, a small sum of money, uh, a couple of million last, last year. So that allowed us to kind of be closer to the action because, you know, looking at Singapore, mm -hmm. Singapore is really great for a startup, but you're very far away if, you know, the majority of your retailers are in the US and Europe. So we, we needed to be closer to the action. And, and Berlin's really startup friendly and it's also a lot cheaper compared to places like London or Paris. Yeah. Um, so that's that, or even Amsterdam, for example. So, um, we, we, we chose 
Post Berlin, and and we have a you know I'm really proud of the diversity of our team. We speak a collective like twenty five languages. Um, in our team, yeah, I'm really really proud of it. So so it's it's one of those things that sometimes I have to pinch myself because you know with you know when you export products, right? You have you need to have all these languages of it. Yeah. Um, our regular tree manager, I remember she just posted it on our on our group's team chat. I'm like, guys, oh, I need so this lucky. translation. And so in five minutes, the entire list was like done because we had like <laughs> Russian, we had like Bulgarian, we had like um German, we had Mandarin, we had like Korean, we had like oh, wow. um Arabic, we had Turkish, we had like we had all of it um so that was Amazing. like so that was really great but then berlin again as i mentioned is so cosmopolitan and i really i only like to hire immigrants because you know i'm an immigrant so we're very much yeah this is kind of like our, our our thing so we're very much um that that is allies group but when it comes to the us um we're in the process of, of fund fundraising right now so once that's yeah. closed we will be focused on the us um, but as you know, um, breaking into the U.S. requires time. a lot of capital. Lot of capital. Yeah, especially if you're going to go to the Sephora's of the U.S., for example, it's um, you want to do it well and you want to do it right with the right capital investment and infrastructure set up. To yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly, because you you kind of only get one shot, right? So we really just don't want to take it until we're absolutely sure we can handle it, because you only get one chance. Hundred percent. Uh, and and when you do open it up and it becomes that good shot hit, <laughs> it will become a beast in its own that you have to like. I'm considering yeah. moving to USA because I'm like, oh with the yeah, my business, it's so big. I'm you know yeah. my whole team is in London and it's hard to like think about. Do you like, know Do you know where in the thing. US you would move? I think I will, see. I'm similar to what you've done with Berlin. I would move to New York mainly mainly because um, we're trying to move all our kind of man we have three different labs mm-hmm. and we're trying mm-hmm. to make it all to New mm-hmm. Jersey, mm-hmm. but our mm-hmm. DCs there and. I think the times I want to be in a good time zone mm-hmm. where I can still not deprive my sleep and still do calls yes, with yes, around yes, the world, yes, yes, with yes, Europe, yes, with yes. Asia and with LA. Whereas if you yeah. go to LA, as much as I love the weather and the people, it's so hard to run a global business from LA. It's just really I think, difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So New York, I would say. I, I completely, I completely get that. I completely get that. Yeah. But but I still love Europe, like London, Germany. Like, I think that will still be a main base of mine. I'll be in and out because um, it's still very important to stay close to Europe and the business mm. here. It's. Mm. I do think Europe is actually the best because it's the center of Asia and US in terms of building yeah, a global business. Yeah, for sure. Business. And especially uh, when, when you start getting the Middle East as well, Europe is also great yeah. for, for handling that because the, there's a lot exactly. of opportunity in the Middle East with the right partner. With the right, yeah. We're launching in <laughs> Sephora soon. I don't know if I'm allowed oh, to Oh, that's really exciting. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah that's exciting. I was going to say that's the only one I would do. <laughs> exactly. So uh, we're really excited about that. But no, so I, I have one question before we get a fire round that I ask every yeah. guest and it's going to be hard for you because you have I'll, you know, I'll, I'll keep it open. I'll say, so TSA is opening up, travel is happening. And they're saying, look, Nicholas, you can travel, but you can only bring one skincare product. But I'm going to say they're being a bit nicer to you because you've got two brands. So one <laughs> Allies of Skin product and one yeah. TSA skin product. What are your two go-tos? Okay, so for Allies of Skin, I would bring the peptides and antioxidants firming daily treatment. That is a Swiss army knife multitasker. It's got multiple peptides, antioxidants, ceramide, and essential fatty acids and a next generation active called Tepronone. So it's a do-it-all moisturizer. So you can wear it day and night, even around the eye area. So I don't really need an eye cream. Then for PSA, 
I would go with the GOALS uh, multi-acids and probiotic serum because that helps to reduce breakouts um, and it also helps to refine the pores. And so with both, and you can you can wear the PSA serum under the daily treatment. So I pretty much have a routine for day and night. Yes, with those two products. I love that. Also, anything that just says Swiss Army knife and skincare, I'm so like that. Just is what we need, right? And all in well, one. I will send you. No, product. I will. I will. I will. I'll send you some so you could. Oh, you could see I for yourself. can't wait. Oh, I'm so excited. I've been dying to try. So amazing. Thank you. Um, so now fire round questions. It's kind of like first things that comes into your mind. So um, <laughs> it's going to put you in the spot. Uh, the first okay. question is, what's another beauty brand or wellness brand that you're currently loving? Uh, Deviant Skincare. It's a, it's a small cult brand, Deviant. D-E-V-I-A-N. Uh, what's a guilty pleasure of yours? Tequila, tequila, come tequila and, <laughs> and tequila and trashy TV. This combination, like tequila, really, trashy tequila TV, and bubble baths. <laughs> yeah, except I don't do. Yeah, yeah tequila and be... tequila and um, reality TV. Oh, that's a that's a dangerous but I think very enticing combo. Um, what are you currently? I feel I already know the answer now. What are you currently watching or reading? <laughs> Oh, I'm reading um, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Oh, I, that book amazing. has, it's, it's really changing my life. I'm, I'm halfway through. Um, so I'm really grateful for it. Yeah. Oh, amazing. It's an incredible, everyone has to read it. So great, great choice. Uh, what's your favorite social media platform right now? I would still say Instagram um, because you could do a lot on on instagram and and i actually really like how it connects you with a lot of people around the world so because you know i have a lot of um people who have been following allies of skin but then they dm me personally to just to just ask about skincare questions and stuff like that and it's always to be able to help somebody without actually being in the same place i always i find that really convenient and i find that really I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. So Instagram for sure. I'm the same Instagram too. And what's, um, if you want a beauty entrepreneur, what do you think you would be? That's a really, really great question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. My mind is, my mind is, my mind is blank. <laughs> yes. Oh there's so, literally, there's literally so many things, but I think I would probably want to be a beekeeper. I want to learn how to make honey. I have this fascination with bees. Yeah. Yes. I never expected that answer, but I love that. <laughs> yeah, but you know, bees are the most important, I think, so organism in 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 our in, in our actually ecosystem. The world will die without without bees, yeah, and I've been really really fascinated by it. I mean, we use you know manuka honey, organic manuka honey, UMF seventeen plus, so it's really high grade in all in most of our products. So I've really been mm. very fascinated with it. So I would like to make honey. I think. In my next life i think we both need to take our a trip to visit our friend jenny of soja skin and see her yes how they make yes, the bees see. i saw her stories i was like I see her go. her swedish bees right yes we just do like a bee tour around the world i think so no for sure see. for sure i think we definitely need to do that i i i love bees i think they're most i mean just the the the, the shape and the, the fate the fate the fact what they do for the world is incredible but just as a insect they're the only insect i really like so bees i love them. right right and they're so and, and and they're heart workers and they protect the queen and it's um exactly you know it's, it's a, a female story. Whole... it's like it's a female that 
you know, um, colony. It's, it's, it's powerful. I love that. Yeah, it's really beautiful. But, well, Nicholas, it was such, I could speak for, for days, but it's been such a pleasure to speak to you. Where, where can everyone find and follow you, both personally and the brand? So you can follow me at Nicholas Travis super easy and then you can follow allies of skin at allies of skin and psa is at psa skin amazing and i'll put all the links and the websites in the summary so you can just have quick url hyperlinks um and please do follow nicholas to see his incredible journeys how, how he builds the empire of allies group and i can't wait to see you take over the world which i know you are already doing so thank you nicholas thank you akash here. i had such a great time i hope to see you in person in london or somewhere I or on a bee farm and then do our bees in a bee farm yeah, exactly. on a bee farm. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much thank you so much hope you enjoyed this episode of founded beauty as much as i had making it and if you did please share it with a friend who you think will love it too founded beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as apple Podcasts, spotify amazon music podcast the acast app and many more and i'm also very proud to be part of the acast creator network so be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop we really appreciate every single follow listen share and review it truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. So as a little thank you, I will be hosting a giveaway each week on my Instagram channel at meta underscore a, where you can win some amazing Fable Main goodies. All you have to do is follow me, check out my stories and all will be revealed. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founded Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops. everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O-L D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.